It's the Tiltcast, episode 449, Free Bang Night. And this week, guys, we talk Star Wars Squadrons, more Deep Rock Galactic, Four bangs. Metro Exodus DLC, Elite Dangerous, totally and Vermintide 2. Stay tuned. Energy. Get that weak ass shaker out of here. Oh, my fucking fingernail's stuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't tell, we're an M Reddit show and we are the Tilt Cast. Hey, what's up? And we're back. Damn. At 9 40 p.m. on January 15th. It's your fault. It is. It's your fault. The new year of is it, fuck is it his 2021. Fault? I can't remember if it's his fault or your fault. Uh, it's, it's somebody else's it, fault. It's, it's definitely a, not mine. It's everyone's fault. <laughs> we like to date this show to keep Rusty on point. Yeah, fuck. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also helps you understand when it was actually recorded. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, not yeah, only yeah, that, yeah. but our catalog's so big at this point if we didn't date these things. Right. If it gets lost. we got to figure out which episode <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, there's that. that uh, we do talk, you know, games and news, and it's kind of time sensitive fish hey while we're on that so, topic i'm nas i'm jason i'm rusty and with the three of us you're gonna get about 30 minutes of bullshit bullshit some right. games and some news man i was trying to get him to roll that fucker out anywho yes, yes. uh yeah it's yes. been a it's the second no we're going on the third week of 2021 mm. yeah yeah um, uh, that I much wanna, different well, than 2020. Uh, I want to <laughs> send it back for a refund already. <laughs> it's uh, it's it. It could be going better. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> We're making the best of this. We got rolling because Jason's on his third, third can and, of energy drink. Third fucking can of it. You're going to like. Your ghost is going to jump out of your fucking body and if, run down the fucking If your finger here. starts cha- is shaking, I'm going to go out and get the defib because I want to make sure your heart doesn't stop. Now, <laughs> to be fair, I've been up since 4 a.m. Jumper cables. I've wow. not consumed any other caffeine other than two bang this morning and three Excedrin because, well, I woke up with a migraine. It's, a, it's a three bang night. It is. It is. Wow. Dude. You know, and, a, you know the fucking Excedrin, yeah. the, the three Excedrin you took has about as much caffeine as that bang does. Yep. So that's four bangs. <laughs> four bang night. You're a four banger. Uh, <laughs> I mean,. Bad jokes. You know, like the I was doing some research into just it's better than being a one banger and coming up short. Oh, damn! I was doing some research uh, to justify why my dog I allow my dog to sleep next to me in the bed, and I realized that in ancient times the the term three dog night comes from the fact they put three dogs in the bed to heat the bed up. Yep, because she sits at about one hundred one degrees, dude. They're natural bed warmers. Why wouldn't you? I mean, and you know the type of dog she her lineage is. She comes from a a, a high lineage of cuddlers. Yes. Um, so you know, it just it works for her. It works for me. Nanny dogs. I mean, dude, I I want a pet so like, bad. They're so mischaracterized. I want a pet so bad. They're so fucking like they're lovable. They're cute. They're not necessarily Somewhat superly just, fluffy, but that, that's a plus for me somewhat destructive 
They um, are kind of destructive, but you can train them out of it, and they do need to chew, so it's a thing, but pretty much every dog is. Lola know. honestly hasn't destroyed anything in a while. She has been fairly good. I mean, she's not destroying any more doors, so there's that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm also home all day. Right. I realized today, because I was like, man, when was the last time I checked the mail? And so I checked my ring doorbell. And it was on the one twelve was the last time the mailman came, and I walked wow. and I realized that I didn't have a video of me going outside, which meant I had been inside and had not exited the front door since one twelve. Wow, dude! I hadn't driven anywhere. Yeah, well, um, since. And when you do, you just basically go and pick up the groceries from the store, and they bring it the fuck out to you. So, yeah, I mean, to, I'm like slowly easing back into low carb, so. When I realized that today, I was like, I'm going to treat myself to one last batch of fried chicken. Fried chicken. And uh, I will yeah. tell you, if Charlie's Chicken ever wants to sponsor our show, it's <laughs> right. the best damn fast food fried chicken in the world. I love Charlie's Chicken Chunks. Okay. Charlie's Chicken Chunks is pretty good. Rotisserie Chicken's pretty damn good, too. It's kind of dry. Um <laughs> Sorry, just fucking like it's that chicken's fucking splashy. It is. It is if you get it like super duper fresh, and of course their chicken chunks are almost always super duper fresh. So because they fly off the fucking shelves, that's when I go. That's like all they. That's the majority of what they sell. Right. That when I go to Charlie's Chicken, it is like the fucking chicken chunk meal and like dipping gravy and yeah. And then I get potato wedges to dip in gravy. Yeah. And and, and, and their potato wedges, they're not little. They're like half the size of my hand. Well. And then they're breaded. They're they're in in the stuff they bread the chicken in. And then you dip that in gravy and it's just fucking delicious. Yeah. Because if you dip anything in gravy, it's better. Because <laughs> most places that do better. potato wedges, they're basically steak fries. Or like they're this weird pre-rendered things that Kentucky Fried Chicken has. These are... Those are not potato. <laughs> I don't know what they are. They are... <laughs> Their fried chicken recipe is still pretty good. but Rutabaga. Like they're, they're, well, I don't actually mind rutabaga that much, but they're definitely not rutabaga. No, they're... Uh, well, they are potato. They're just not, like... They weren't cut from a potato. They were ground formed a, to be a potato wedge. It's it's basically mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, formed. yeah. Mashed potatoes formed to be a potato wedge. So that all of them are there. roughly the same shape and size. They're yeah, yeah. I Either mean, the same they as really bad it, potatoes. It's, they're they're the they're the chicken nugget of the potato world. Mm, I don't know if I'd say that. The McDonald's chicken nugget of the potato world. The McDonald's, chick- fr- McDonald's fries, though, are still Look. pretty good for as processed as they are. Look, tell me where you find any other chicken nugget that is, like, an actual nugget and not just, like, you know, something that you can buy at fucking Walmart. Uh, Charlie's chicken. Okay. Chicken chunk. Chicken chunk is a different thing. That's a chunk, not a nugget. Give me a fucking answer, sir. Can't can you? Because, no, because the like if you go to like if you go to like Whataburger, Whataburger. If you go to Whataburger, um, you can get theirs are like actual chunks, right? But they're like uh, fingers, right? The same thing with Arby's, their fingers, right? They're just like 
they're breast just, cutlets that they're, are breaded. They're breast cutlets that they basically cut in half, bread and fry. And, you know, like Chick-fil-A is very similar. You know, they just yeah. cut up their chicken breast. and that, that's, that's it. That's, that's probably it. the closest thing right there chicken, is Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, yeah. I'd, what about, does Popeye's have chicken nuggets? No. If they do, it's low quality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pop, um, Popeye's red bean and beans and rice is all right. I I love their tenders. Their tenders are pretty good. I love their spicy tenders. You just can't get me to uh, uh, to willingly go out to a fast food chain and eat fried chicken from a particular brand, KFC, uh, because I know how it's made. <laughs> and uh, that well, is, and um, if you're if you're going to get fried fried chicken, like bone-in chicken from a fast food place, Popeye's is by far superior. Well, it depends. And it really depends on the, the spices and the breading quality. Granted, you have to like Cajun spices. Yeah. Which I do. Which I, mean, I love. Give me some spices. Spice chicken. Man, this is the chicken cast. Chicken cast. Ah. Now, see, I I'm mean, fucking hungry. And like... there, there's, only, there's only one thing better than fried chicken in the South. What? Steak. <laughs> Just like steak. Give me a slab of meat. I don't know. I like <laughs> I like breaded and fried catfish. I do if you really it's can't been get it out of right. You really can't. If you go much further north, like you can't order it anywhere. Catfish? Yeah. You can order catfish up north. Well, do they have that in Michigan? I mean catfish are pretty plentiful pretty much everywhere. As as long as you've got a river or swamp, you've got some yeah, catfish. Okay, it's, swamp doesn't scream yeah. the north, <laughs> uh, dude. If you look at a, a map of of the land of Michigan, most of it is wetland. Okay, well, let's get out of Michigan and let's just say anywhere hey. north, like Virginia, <laughs> I or Pennsylvania, like Pennsylvania, state, or. Okay. I mean, All right. Like, or like you go to like rivers, dude. Or you go to like someplace like Colorado, like anywhere mountainous, you don't find catfish anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, you normally find like trout and shit like that in, in the rivers there. So, yeah. I understand. Oh, I love me some good smoked trout. And trout is good. I just, I'm just speaking to the regional differences. Like if I was going to live somewhere else, like for work, I've had to go to Colorado a few times, right? Yeah. And the restaurants there are just so much different than what I'm used to. And I'm just, yes, I don't want your like made up bullshit. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know what to call it. It's, it's kind of like. So I went. I've got a friend of mine that's pretty much way more of a hipster than I ever will be. And we went to Kansas City, and I went to Kansas City barbecue. So we picked something that was like supposed to be Kansas City barbecue, but it was what do you call that? And they mix. It's like new American or. I don't know. It was like their own take on things to like modernize it, kind of make it their own. Okay. And it just wasn't barbecue. It was cold, chewy brisket. Well, in a like sweet and sour sauce or something, some kind of bullshit like that. You went. It's like you fucked up Kansas City barbecue or a motherfucking. You went to a bad restaurant. You did. You did. Look, if, and when I lived in Kansas City, there was one place, and I cannot remember that it was right around the corner from me that I had Real KC Barbecue, and I just didn't if, find it, and it made if me you so go, mad. If you go to Kansas City and you want barbecue, you have to find one of the most desolate hole in the wall looking places. Not necessarily. 
<laughs> I mean, that, that kind of rings true even here. I mean, we've got a couple of places that are really fucking good that are. Yes, they're not. Light. They don't look very well. They don't look very good from the street. Some of the best barbecue <laughs> I've ever had. It's been both in Kansas City and in Memphis. And it was all in places that look that from the outside. You don't go to a restaurant for the best case you look yeah, barbecue. You look, go to a you go to yeah. a pit. Yeah. <laughs> Looked like from the outside, like they'd be shut down for health code violations, but you walk in and it looks perfectly normal. What's that place over there at twenty first and Sheridan? I can't remember it off the top of my head. Oh god. Um It's not Arnold's, but there they have the uh, uh, barbecue potato. This guy, I, I he, can't. He, you're, I don't know. I I don't. I don't ever I leave the house. I can't remember off the top of my head. If you head. look it up, I will confirm <laughs> it. But there's a place north of here. I guess that's vague enough. Yeah. Um, that is in a fairly kind of rough side of town. That looks like an old '50s diner, and it is a family-owned restaurant for the, probably the last forty or fifty years. And that place is fucking amazing. Well, I mean, that's that's those are the and places it's so, to go. It's so good. Like me and my old boss had a bunch of execs that were in town, and you know, you typically what we do every time is like show them something local that's not fast food, right? That we all enjoy, and you can't where these guys are from. There's barbecue sucks. Like they think it's good, but it sucks, right? And we took them um, to this place, and they were completely blown away with the quality. Like so good, they were getting servings on their way to the airport when they left well i mean <laughs> yeah. it was, was it fucking... was it on this side of town like i said about 20 like 17th and sheridan okay that he's, direction he's he's, he's i am looking. actively looking he's definitely i hope looking. they didn't because, close because i can't of remember yeah that's that's always a that's always a fucking possibility unfortunately um but yeah like we have burnco which is a little bit of like hoity-toity yeah but they're still really good it's actually it's like my cousin's cousin's restaurant mm, okay um so we get it in oh, a big family of naughty pig no it's not naughty pig are you sure absolutely sure <laughs> really because that's like that direction eh. we'll talk about it off show right but there's a few places here in the but tulsa, there's there's the that, tulsa there's area that there's hunter there's uh, there's a lot of good barbecue around here, if you know where to look. It's just like you go here. We have our own flip. Like we really like our hickory barbecue here. Yeah. And then you go further south. Like Texas has the mesquite barbecue, right? You've got the Carolina barbecue, which is a little bit different, where yeah. it's more about the sauce, but still about you know long smoke everything else. Right. And then. Colorado doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> New York doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, if you go north of Tennessee, you really don't. I, there's nothing, no decent barbecue they, unless somebody came from here and moved up there or you are a backyard barbecue. They fry balls and call them oysters. What do you, what do you expect, so, dude? <laughs> so, one thing I didn't think I'd find, I, there was one time I was in North Carolina. Well, that's the land of barbecue as well. I did not realize that till I went there. Really? I was like, holy shit. It's the land of rubs. They have great barbecue out here. Yeah, it's, it's my only memory of North Carolina. I haven't been there in a long time. But when I was a kid, 
went there with my family to visit a family friend. And we had barbecue, and it was just so good. I just, I literally remember an eight-year-old memory of North Carolina barbecue being like one of the most delicious things I'd ever tasted in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, and then my father built a smoker out of an oil, out of like an old oil drum. And then we, my family grew up fairly poor. So, and my dad was a welder. So we just started making stuff up. No, it's not it. <laughs> I started pulling up. Pictures. Pictures of buildings. Just, just look because... up food and then take the map over that area. Dude, I am. <laughs> He's like. You you realize how many individual barbecue places there are in like three square miles of there? He's, yeah. he's going to go find it. No, I understand. And I'm, and I'm actually sitting here. Try, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm trying to uh, think of this, you know, the stuff that I grew up with, like around you know, around Michigan, because I mean, I grew up in Michigan. So it was like one of those, those things that, you know, and, and I guess my family didn't necessarily go out to eat very much. Um, but uh, when we did go out to eat, it was always a fish fry. It was a, fi- a Friday night fish fry. And most of the time, it's all you can eat. And yep. most of the time it's, uh, it's cod, like battered cod. And that was, that's that's what I you know remember growing up is just uh, I would eat so much f- fish you know on the you know on uh, on Friday nights Leon's Leon's okay there you go I think this he had to go he had to go find it um but that was that's what yep it's Leon's know, that's what you know uh, Michigan reminds me of is just going out for fish fries. And of course, you can get that around here, but you really don't get, like, you know, you don't get cod around here. You get yeah, catfish. that's the building I just showed you. <laughs> this guy, he's got <laughs> no hell? memory, no memory whatsoever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I totally get what you're saying, dude. Have you ever had smelt? I don't you, even know what that is. You don't even know what smelt is, man. Some northern dish. <laughs> it's. It's like the. I mean, they're very small fish. You would uh, and s- s- uh, smelt runs in uh, uh, in the Great Lakes uh, like twice. That a is year. not the picture you showed me. Um, oh, smelt runs in in the Great Lakes every you know like twice a year, I believe. Uh, you know, for uh, for their mating season, they go right up the rivers, and you'd go out there with fucking big fucking nets and you know five gallon buckets, and you would just like scoop them out of the river the run only lasts for a couple hours now you can see why it looks like it's on a rough yeah because half the uh, neon is bra uh, broken uh so it's eons b uh ba bq <laughs> um but yeah the um but I remember going out and doing smelt runs. You'd fucking be in the middle of the fucking night with your waders on and fucking ice cold ass fucking water, yeah. and uh, and just scooping small fish out into these fucking five gallon buckets, and we'd take them uh, and spend fucking hours and hours and hours cleaning them, and then we'd fucking batter dip them and fry them, and mm, they're so good, so good. It's like I don't know, you. Must want attention, dog. Hi. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, 
Get off the fucking food, man, because I'm fucking hungry and I'm about to fucking like chew through oh, the goddamn you. table here. So, I mean, it reminds me. So today I discovered something, or this week I discovered something called chaffles. And a chaffle is a keto waffle. This guy, he keeps going. I was the fucking food. Well, I'll make, I'll make you one if you want one oh, because it don't take that long. Jump through this fucking. <laughs> so I, uh, without going into all the details, they're not real hard to make. And with the right recipe, um, I'll just get the recipe because it'll only take me like two or three seconds Do here. it. So it's a half a cup of low-fat mozzarella. Yeah. It's an egg. An egg. A tablespoon of almond flour. Okay. Quarter teaspoon of baking powder. Okay. Dash of cinnamon. Uh-huh. Dash of vanilla. Okay. Stir it up. You throw... Half of it on your waffle maker, but you got to put a little bit of cheese on there first to get a little bit crispiness there. Okay. You throw a little bit of cheese on top, throw it in the waffle maker, let it sit for about three or four minutes, pull it out, flip it, throw it on your plate, and put another waffle in there. Pull that out, wait about two minutes, and serve like you would waffles. Okay. Literally tastes like waffles. He's got like this fucking little ego maker in the fucking, you know, in the kitchen, dude. I just saw it. It's the cutest thing ever. Uh, Uh, Well, (laughs) and then I learned how to make. So there's a lot of different things you can do with them, right? You can turn them into pizza crust or you can make sandwiches out of them. I made it like a chicken sandwich with one. And then I mixed in chicken and buffalo sauce and made, you know, no cinnamon and, and vanilla, right? Right. And made a basically a buffalo chicken waffle thing that I just put ranch on instead of syrup. Fucking chicken and waffles. I mean. And it crispy. Yeah. Taste as the chicken and. Yeah, like, it's, it's good. I don't need it's another really unitasker in my fucking kitchen, I'm telling you. Like, that thing's like 10 bucks. <laughs> I know it's just like 10 bucks, but I don't have a whole lot of fucking kitchen space as it is. You know? <laughs> Super. Man, it's just like the food adventures over here. All right. Well, I mean. But, I mean, I like it so much that I was just, I was enjoying myself like a fat kid. And I bit so far into it that I bit the end of a fork and chipped my tooth <laughs> on a fork. Uh, eating these motherfucking waffles, uh, dude. Uh, I hate and I haven't that. been able to quit you can fucking with feel it. Feel that description. Yeah, I can feel it with my tongue every time I talk. Yeah, I know. I've done that, and and I haven't, I haven't broken anything. I haven't chipped anything, but it hurt. Like, well, it made that like ting sound. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and then your whole head vibrates. <laughs> And then your tongue immediately is just like, feel the tooth. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's the damage is there. And now it's, it's like, never going oh, God. Away. oh, God. Do I want to, do I want to go? Yeah, this isn't, the dentist is going to file it down. It's not, it'll eventually wear itself out. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's not that, it's not that noticeable, but it's, it's really bothering It just me. drives you crazy while it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's been it's been that kind of week. Dude. So it's been it's been boring a little bit. Um, we've been playing a lot of multiplayer stuff. Yeah, we have. There was there's been there's been quite a bit of uh, uh, of both uh, Vermintide and uh, and Deep Rock Galactic. We had some I had a lot of fun with Deep Rock Galactic over the last few days. If you can't tell, that game's going to end up somewhere on the game of the year list. Oh, for it, sure. And. Well, I'll get into that some of that discussion later. Right. But I will say, so I wanted to get into something single player, and I didn't know how long it would be. Um, I jumped into Two Kernels, which is the DLC for Metro. Uh-huh. 
ended up being about four hours long. That's all right. Full for price, a, it's seven ninety nine. Yeah, that's all right for for a DLC to an existing game, I guess. It's super story heavy, and it follows a different part of the story. Um, but okay. it was really enjoyable. Like Jason came in, I didn't know that I was all the way almost done, so he watched me roll credits on it when he got here. Oh, well, there's that. But I basically played it over four lunches. Okay. So three, four hours maybe, and I dicked around a little bit, but. Long sections of it really kind of focusing on what's going on and a lot of the interaction between the characters, a lot of dialogue, a lot of world building, um, not a lot of extra weapons. In fact, you get your upgrades pretty quick to what you're using. You just know you're going to be basically using a flamethrower for most of it. Okay. Right. Um, cool. I mean. A little bit of puzzle solving, not crazy hard. Um, super atmospheric, though. Um, it's. The production quality on it is super top-notch. I really like the ending. I think I saw a couple things coming a mile away, which Jason Sarah's like, and this thing's going to happen. You know they're going to put this is the cheap shot, but they're going to do it. And, of course, it happens. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, as you guys got here, I just started Sam's Story, which was it's priced at seventeen ninety nine full price. I bought these on the Christmas sale for like 10 bucks for both. Oh, yeah, okay. So I wanted to play through them and then... Honestly, Metro just looks really fucking good. Yeah, you, I got the new card. We we were talking about that the other day. It's like we're we were looking at uh, what games we can actually play with the fucking you know the hardware that we put in, especially like you know just with the three thousand series cards specifically. But I'm like, I've looked at the statistics for uh, for my machine, and I'm like. Oh, well over the mean for uh for what most people have for uh for a gaming PC like way up in the like the top 2 to 5% like of people who have like the top notch shit which well I was a it's kind of the goal but I mean <laughs> I sold um, John my 1070 pretty cheap and then we were talking about you know what we were talking about on the show last week with the potential shortage of hardware um, and tariffs and all that other stuff. Yeah. And with that, I mean, last week I went and got another NVMe with that um, adapter card. Yeah. And for 135 bucks after tax and, well, I didn't have to pay shipping, so it was Amazon. Um, I got a, another terabyte NVMe that ran at... NVMe speeds. 2.4 gigahertz, basically, or t- gigabits a second. Yeah. Uh, it- 2,400 megabytes a second. Yeah. So, something like that. Not the fastest drive, but it was a Western Digital drive. Like, I feel pretty comfortable with a Western Digital drive. WD Blue. I was looking at... Sometimes I get a little bit cheap, and there's a few times that I won't get too cheap. Like, I'm not going to go spend $280 on the fastest NVMe drive out there. Right. But NVMe is so much faster than everything else you have. Like, it... Everything runs smoother. Like, it's not... Sometimes you get issues with textures loading in on even regular SSDs. Right. You don't NVMe have NVMe runs faster than anything. Yeah. You don't like, have that. You, well, nothing runs slow. Like, it's just you boot your computer, it boots. But, like, I wanted an extra terabyte because games are huge right now, and I have, like, 20 games installed. And it was my boot drive, too. And I was like, well, I'm always floating around 200 gigs here. I might as well just get another terabyte, slap that sucker in, and hopefully... 
I got it before prices shot up, you know? Yeah, th- that's the thing. I mean, you will you'll probably see those prices actually shoot up, but I don't think it's going to be that I think oh, for it's for your, be terrible. I don't think probably 25 or 30 dollars on your hard drives, but on your graphics cards, some of the markup is pretty substantial. Yeah, it's it's just like a, a hundred or more dollars. It's a weird time to actually be building anything, but uh, I mean, I would just say skip regular, regular SATA SSDs at this point and just go NVMe. Right. Well, with the with the ease of actually adding the NVMe using the PCI card, and and it's surprising how many people don't know that you can do that. I um, didn't know that that was a thing, and then you told me about it, and I was like, okay, so I can get this adapter for fourteen bucks. Right. And then I don't have to split my lane up on the NVMe port on my computer. Yeah, you don't have to buy a new fucking motherboard, you know, to get extra M.2 slots. It's these, you know, those uh, adapter cards are are dirt cheap, really. Uh, you know, compared to like upgrading other parts and basically ripping everything apart. Um, adding expansion that way is super easy. Um, it was it wasn't hard to do obviously you were able to you know to do it fairly quickly and it wasn't i got it i did it on my lunch break i mean i open the package you screw in a screw yeah you pop it in a pci port right i have um, three extras those are set up in such a way as to i literally didn't even all i did was unplug the power cord slide off the side panel pop it in close the panel Turn it on and format the drive real quick, which again NVMe, so it was almost instant. Right, and then it recognized a new drive, and I named it Steam Drive D. <laughs> and there you go, you're up and running. It's fairly quick. Uh, you can get you can get expansion cards that have multiple uh, multiple M.2 slots. Just want to you know, make sure that. Yeah, it's... I was like in my head, I was like, "Am I going to future proof it?" And I was like. Well, to future-proof it, I'd spend 14 more dollars, and there might be a better version of it by then. At this right. point, I know that I don't need another one of these for quite some time, so not all that worried about it. No, dog. Um, she doesn't have any handles right now. No, she doesn't. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's if you're looking to upgrade your uh, uh, your game drive and you're running an old system, that's the other thing. You don't have to have a, a machine not, that has NVMe M.2s on the board. I'm not if running you, that old of a system. Well, I'm just saying anybody that does, you know, that ha- doesn't have NVMe drives currently, they can actually, you know, do this expansion card, add this uh, PCI card uh, expansion, uh, and add an M.2 drive to pretty much any machine, and you can take advantage of the speeds there, and that is going to make a big, big difference uh, in uh, in your loading times, your texture loads, all of that. It's, it's if you don't have NVMe at this point, you probably should just go ahead and take advantage of it. Honestly, the biggest upgrades that I've gotten <laughs> was not my processor or my RAM. It was the NVMe right after the card. Yeah, it it's a it makes a big big difference, and I mean if you're if you're wondering why the the PS5 and uh, and the Xbox Series X was you know one of the uh, things that is a big selling point for those is 
they're using solid state NVMe for their storage. <clears throat> and of course, P uh, PS5 was making a big, big deal about it. I don't think it's quite as big of a deal as what they, you know, what they were using in their marketing, but it's still a fairly decent. It makes me want to have a PS5, With, if that tells you anything. At the expense of sounding like an elitist asshole for a console, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> for a console, it's a pretty big deal. Um, the uh, See, the PS5 is actually the only console that I can probably deal with and and I'm gone on record multiple times that you know the only reason why I don't do consoles is because uh load times suck and you know going from PC that I've built up over time uh back to console it's jarring it is absolutely maddening for me to sit there for fucking 30 seconds waiting for something to load and that is a weird problem to have, isn't it? <laughs> it's just fucking like back in my day, uh, <laughs> I had to load six discs one at a time using a floppy disk drive just to get the machine to load. And then I had to use three more discs to load the files for the prog uh, program I wanted to run into memory. It took 30 minutes. <laughs> Back in my day. Fuck, I'm old. Um, <clears throat> I actually had a system like that. <laughs> had to use, uh, uh, it was AutoCAD or a drafting software that I had to load up like that. First 30 minutes of my school day. It sucked. But in the wide world of video games, um, I think we've been gravitating a lot to just multiplayer it's not that single player is bad. It's just that pandemic there's, is kind of lonely. And and we've got a couple of pretty good games that we've been playing a lot of. And that's honestly why we've been playing so much of Vermintide 2, um, which has been pretty damn good. And you've a, gotten into it. Two-year-old game, but still looks fucking fantastic. Um, runs super smooth. And then we've been playing Deep Rock Galactic, which... Honestly, is not a next gen looking game. No, it's no. just a it's Starship Troopers mixed with Minecraft, kinda, and it's dwarves. Um, yeah. <laughs> dwarves. Uh, I Space have, dwarves. I, I had major reservations about the game initially when I purchased it. Played it for a couple hours. Didn't necessarily you know follow along with what made it so special until I started playing multiplayer with it. And then as soon as I started playing multiplayer, uh, you know, Deep Rock Galactic, we got into, like, just having two people in a map is, you know, is fun. Uh, but we were able to get up to three and then have four dwarves at one point. And, you know, oh, man. Having multiple people play that game is just fantastic. Jason, uh, I'll be installing it in the morning. Poopin left you breathless over there. He's over there. Uh, like, just, like, he's just like, I feel fifteen pounds lighter. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if he's either having a, a heart bit. attack or if he was pooping himself to death. I no, mean, my. With that much caffeine, you never know. It might have been a power shit. My wife uh, <laughs> uh, made 
my wife made slow cooker pork. Uh-huh. And for the last several years, for whatever reason, basically any pork product not named sausage or bacon seems to run right through me. Oh, that's terrible. Um, because pulled pork is pretty fucking awesome. I'm just saying. I know. I love it. Like, and that's pretty much what she did, right? Just in slow cooker. Slow just it, slow I need more bang. It was. Uh, <laughs> it needs more bang. Man, Jason is just like running on like <laughs> half a charge over there. <laughs> what that sounded like is that he ended up having a cramp in the middle of the word. <laughs> <laughs> Slow clock. <laughs> wow. Anywho, it was a cramp. It was a brain cramp. <laughs> My words left me. Um. So yeah, that that stuff goes right through me. I don't know why. Just You're... God. It's because it came out of slow. It's pork. Fucking. <laughs> it's pork. Pork is evil. I don't know why, but I feel more geriatric by the day. <laughs> we're like talking about fiber before the show. We and were. <laughs> and then last night I got up and like I heard my joints pop through the microphone. <laughs> I was like, damn. Oh, oh, oh. I just popped three times. <laughs> That's horrible. A snap, crackle, and pop getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking aging gamers. Um, but... Yeah, me and Rusty were talking about that last night. So, like, what's the nursing home going to be like when we're in that point? Like, it's going right to now... be glorious is what it's going to be. It's going to be, like, fucking whatever the, you know, it's going to be, like, the next, next, next gen fucking console. No, it's not. They're going to give you a Nintendo controller and put the TV on the game show network <laughs> and tell you you're playing video games. It's not going to be that. Uh, controllers are cheaper than consoles. True, there is true. And I did make the joke, you know, uh, last night that uh, they'd probably just give me a controller, have the orderly or whatever, be played the fucking game, but my controller wouldn't be hooked when, up to anything. When That'd we're be... in the nursing home, we're going to be playing Halo Eight and fucking. That's, that's pretty much what's going to be <laughs> happening. Be like... <laughs> wow, boners um, still work when you're old. I mean, I mean, I, I mean. That's just wrong. We'll be uh, fucking Gladys from the room two, two doors down, and in between fuck sessions, we'll be playing Halo 8. You can't use old person names because by the time we're there, I mean... It's just Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, right? Or... All, all these women with or these the, damn, with these your, damn your... stripper names like Ashlyn. Yeah, right. I'm, no, that's the I'm, generation after us. We're all ladies' names. It's all J's for the most part. Yeah, Jason. it's going to be Jasmine. Jasmine. <laughs> I mean, I'm engaged to a Jessa. Yeah. Right. Or Jamie. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. I need to start naming all my friends' wives. Right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Kim, that's what he's going to be doing when he gets to the fucking nursing home. So, wife swap. <laughs> I uh, mean, not like we're going to have anything better to do. Fucking, I'm just hoping that we can jack into the Matrix before then. 
<laughs> Fat chance, I mean, but oh my god! And <laughs> was that me? That was me, because I'm not on mute. That um, was you. Fuck off! Look, do not disturb. Don't tell me. Don't so, talk to me. Getting on track, Jason. We were me and Rusty played a lot of Vermintide and a lot of uh, Dwarves. Right? Not a lot new to report, other than a hundred hours later, Dwarves is still fun. And 25 hours later of me and Rusty playing Vermintide, still pretty fun. And we we still haven't beat all the missions from all the DLCs, right? Uh, we have not. We have we've not got about, actually gone through all of the DLCs yet. Um, we've got about four left. And I was actually thinking about this on the way over here. And, and I was like, I, I made the joke that I, you know, it didn't matter to me which one we played because I played Dwarf either way. Um, but the Dwarf is actually a paid DLC. And... Me fucking like sitting here on the dwarf. I just realized I'm basically blocking you from actually playing around with the dwarf. Are you having a, an issue where I, uh, me playing Barden, the dwarf? Um, is... Eventually, I would like you to have more than one main, yes. <laughs> um, as you've noticed, that I have leveled all my characters equally, and that's a problem I have. But basically, everybody, nobody's max level, everybody's level 15 except for the elf. Because I suck at the elf, or at least I think I do. I probably don't know. I I, cause I was just wondering because, but, like, I know the. I mean, it's it was not an expensive DLC. It was like four bucks to unlock the character, right? But uh, or the the job, the characters unlocked. But whatever. Um, I I was sitting there thinking, like, you can't have two Bardens in a fucking map, and I know you just bought the damn thing, and then I bought the fucking thing, and I just went you know went ham on it um i can i can play other fucking characters it's you know they're they're just as fun i mean <laughs> they've got their uh they've got their uses i just like fucking minigun because fucking minigun is awesome oh uh, the i honestly i got everything I, I bought that game a couple last steam sale of 2019 I'd played it on Game Pass when it came out in 2019 on Game Pass and then got it on the, I guess, the winter sale for 2019. Right. And then at that point, I was going for Ravager, which is the 200 me- two-handed melee dwarf. Right. And then this year, I got the rest of the DLC for like eight bucks or something that included all the rest of the maps. Yeah. I mean, I can play pretty much anything. I, I actually really like that game and... There's, it sucks solo. I'll tell you that. It's just, it's boring as fuck solo and you can't keep, you know, the, the, the bot AI is stupid. It's um, very playable two player, three player. It Honestly, as long as you have one other person, that game is great. Right. And in the world of like playing co-op games, like that game is just, I mean, you can, there's not a lot like it, honestly. Like you can't play two player Left for Dead very well. No. Um, you really need to have the cooperation of the other people. Well, the Left for Dead AI was even worse. Um, but me and Trent have played co-op Left for Dead quite a bit, but it is not the same as having four-player Left for Dead, and it is not the same as having versus AI left or versus other people Left for Dead. But like Vermintide is purely a co-op experience, and it is pure purely a PVE experience. Yeah. And there's not a lot of PVE experiences out there besides twin stick games. And there isn't anything that honestly matches it. I really can't think of anything. 
I mean, not like it's it's like if you played Destiny, but then you had like thirty two strikes. Well, there's <laughs> it used to be that way because um, each one of those <laughs> missions is actually longer than a strike. Well, yeah, because you can get you know, and you can add modifiers to it. There's yeah the the difficulty curve for uh, for Vermintide actually uh, scales up quite a bit. As yeah, we were noticing up. the difference between right. even recruit and veteran on certain maps. Right. There's uh there's quite a bit of actual playability to that game and because it's uh d- you know AI director driven, it means that you know the hordes come at random times. The you sometimes will get a boss, sometimes you won't. Uh so each run through that sure everything is in a similar spot. Like the items will spawn in similar spots, but it, you can't guarantee that there's always going to be a health potion where the health potion normally spawns. Or, uh, you know, you, you could get fucked in a lot of different, you know, different situations in that game. And it's it, it's different enough per run that I don't get bored with running the same mission over again. We haven't even run most of the same missions over again. And we've, I have run the same mission over and over again. As I was trying to learn like the tome and grimoire locations, I've run some, just watch a few videos and I'll tell you where they're at. Some of those videos were before certain patches. So, I mean, there was one grimoire for instance, where they made it look real fucking easy to get. And then I go into the level and I'm like, there's a wall where they jumped through and did that. So they had actually changed the level layout so that you have to attack that grimoire in a different direction. Uh, so I can't remember what the uh, uh, what the level's name is. That's one thing I've not learned is the level names. But... Uh, I, I've I'm like, okay, no, I, I know there's a grimoire there and that hasn't moved. It's just, I have to attack it from a different location. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. What it really, you know, and I talked about this, you know, last week as well, but what that really, you know, allows me to, uh, to get back into a mindset of playing these types of co-op games and then. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and when Dark Tide, you guys are distracting the fuck out of me right now. I don't know what the what kind of love taps you're you know sending through fucking Twitter, but oh yeah, that's right. Um, the uh, <laughs> Jason, you're fucking killing me. Now no, he's so tired. He's just like it's like he's giving birth he's, over there. He's over there, fucking heavy breathing right near a microphone. Um, <laughs> now but, I'm going to do it on purpose. Fuck you. Anyway, what I'm trying to get out is when Dark Tide comes out, I'm going to be ready for Dark Tide because that is basically uh, that's the 40 gay version of Vermintide. And fuck yes, give it to me right the fuck now. I am eating up every bit of you know 40k lore. Uh, I am, you know, it's and there's a lot of it on YouTube. Uh, and, um, I'll, I'll bring in some of that. So I, like on the single player plane, um, I bought Inquisitor and everything for 17 bucks on the steam sale. Yeah. That's what I use some of the steam dollars for. And that is a very story rich game. Like I was actually, yes, it's a, essentially a Diablo-esque game. 
and it looks a little bit dated. Um, plays fine. It's very dark, light, really bloody. Well, yeah. Um, but, but it's like a lot of it's really focusing on the lore, and I didn't quite expect that. Well, like yeah. a lot of the, they call it investigations is what you're doing as you drive your way through the story. Yeah. And it breaks it up in these little chunks so you can beat each one and then you close that chapter out. And they're each about 20 minutes long. Have you heard the term exterminatus uh, in the I'm game yet? I'm sure I have. Okay. Um, yeah, all those <laughs> goofy ass Warhammer it's, words. Warhammer for, uh, 40K, uh, when it comes down to it, you it it's almost a bastardized version of like a latin style um where they where they add it's more like i don't know it's more like roman i think is what it it, what it sounds like um it is more imperial yeah it's more roman style but you know when they do exterminatus you know when they when they deem exterminatus as a thing that they must do they not only fucking nuke the you know basically nuke a fucking planet from orbit but they it's essentially glassing a planet uh and exterminating every thing on a planet down to the individual cell well what i was actually getting to <laughs> is like the lore as goofy as it is like they lean into it really heavy Yes, And like, you know, not knowing very much about Warhammer other than I like the art and know several people that paint the figures and have played the game, the actual 40K game over the course of a few days once. Um, like, don't have a lot of knowledge of the lore or anything. And I'm not the kind of guy at almost four years old that's going to go back and read Warhammer books. But yeah. I will say, yeah. that being said, um, it's drawn me in. Like, I've been wanting to play it. It's it's only the fact that I wanted to do multiplayer more that I haven't dug into it more. So far, it's been pretty all right. Like, it's engaged me. Yeah. Wanted to play it. And just, again, I was like, wanted to push my card, and it wasn't something that was pushing my card. No, right. At all. <laughs> um, so, you know, so it's like, dick around with that a little bit. And then I went back, and then I started playing the DLCs for Metro. And I was like, man, this is so fucking good. And it looks good. I mean, yeah. I mean... I'm yeah, the you know pushing a card. We're we're still waiting for some of the games to actually drop for twenty twenty one. There's a couple of them that's on the horizon for uh, uh, for you know graphical fidelity. Um, looking maybe maybe uh, like Far Cry Six will probably you know push it as well. Um, as much as I really don't want to play another Far Cry game, uh, because if there's a tower somewhere that I have to jump up to fucking unveil unveil a map, I'm gonna drive. It drives me fucking crazy. That's that's the second pet peeve I've uh, I've figured out. I mean, considering I've been playing video games since well, video games were a thing. There's I only have a few pet peeves, and you know, with modern games, one of them is zombies are everywhere. Please use something different. Uh, and the other one is why fucking like basically the Ubisoft game model open world, jump up a fucking tower to unveil the map. Please. Assassin's Creed died like a while ago. Please let it die. Um, <laughs> it's 
it's just uh, it's just one of my pet peeves. I hope I I really wish that ow ow the dog jumped up, pawed my chest, and zapped me in the ear through the earbud. You are electrifying. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use that point to to get Jason awake again, Jason. Zap. Since you haven't been playing any multiplayer with us, what have you been doing? Yeah, what the fuck have you been doing? Playing Mass Effect. So I, I actually took a break from Mass Effect this week. Oh my god! That's because you know, I mean, you've gotten what because... you want out of it, and there's a re- remaster. Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish three. I'm gonna finish my playthrough. But, uh, my wife went shopping Monday. And as she went shopping, she ran across a fairly new EA game that was on sale. Yeah. It's called Star Wars Squadrons. Squadrons, yeah. Did you already beat it? No. I've not beat it yet. Um, But it is actually really good. If you think back to... Star Wars nostalgia days and TIE Fighter and X-Wing and X-Wing Alliance that came right after that. What was the other one? That, uh, there was there was a couple of them that did, that did ship battles. Um, there was one. Even I, I Battlefront does ship battles, though. Like, there was, uh, was it Rogue Squadron? Rogue yes. Squ- yeah, Rogue Squadron. That's, yeah. that's the Is one. Is that the one that was on 64? And GameCube, of course. This is less like Rogue Squadron and more like uh, X-Wing, like an updated version of X-Wing Alliance. Nice. So it's got some story beats to it, um, you know, and you get introduced to different characters and whatnot, um, has a little bit of a storyline, and then, of course, it's got some ship combat. Now, the ship combat's interesting, though, because they give you, uh, aside from difficulty levels, they also give you the choice between normal HUD uh-huh. or the more challenging no HUD, kind of similar to what you had in X-Wing and TIE Fighter, where it's <laughs> instrument only. Oh, so you have to actually look at your instrument to yes. find everything. That's cool, and I know that that's there's, thoroughly enjoyable. I know there's uh, there's VR integration for it too, so yes. you can sit there in the cockpit, look at all the instruments, and, and yes. do the. And you you have free look around in your cockpit, even without the VR. Cool. Um. But the combat works really well. I'd actually really like to have this on PC and try it with a joystick instead of a controller. But even with a controller, it's the tightest controller combat that I've experienced. I wonder if it's actually a benefit to actually, you know, when you use a HOTAS or not. Uh, I've read a lot of Steam reviews and that. Early on, they were saying HOTAS support was broken. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I, there, I don't know that there's really enough uh, uh, enough of a need for a full HOTAS. 
Though on the controller, it kind of plays like a HOTAS simply for the fact that you have your pitch and yaw with your right stick, Mm -hmm. but ship rotation and and, uh, throttle happen with the left stick. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because you normally have like a throttle button, throttle up, throttle down, you know? mm -mm. Yeah. Throttle up, throttle down. I mean, I'm... And roll. Yeah, like like Elite Elite U. Typically, the way I set it up is on the bumpers for my throttle up and down. So right bumpers up, left bumpers down. And then I think I use the cross pad to switch between different systems. Yep. And then I can't remember how I toggle everything else. There's normally well, a qualifier button like circle yep. and X. And or, then, yeah. well, and then your left trigger is a targeting computer prioritization. Your left and right bumpers are your auxiliary weapons. Your right trigger is your primary weapon. Uh-huh. And that's pretty much it. So, and so then Y cycles your targets. So it's simplified. It's it's a simplified... Uh... Right. But that simplification... Makes, makes it, it super controller accessible and probably even easier to get into as a player. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's the the thing about elite is like there's a pretty you, steep learning curve to flying. You have to like every, every you got to you, you got to fly a bunch of basically cargo right. runs, learning well, how to land your ships. So you don't el- blow yourself up. Elite dangerous makes me want to go out and get a decent joystick um you because think. playing on controller is kind of cumbersome you would think and it's and it is great with a hotas but if you don't have like a great setup like where you're you yeah. know if the hotas is not in in the right spot for your arms like ergonomically um it can get tiring oh fuck know. yeah i mean it's Way easier, and it was way easier for me to, you know, basically fly to the center of the fucking galaxy uh, with an Xbox controller and a uh, and a, uh, a keyboard. Uh, I had keyboard, mouse, and Xbox controller. Xbox was what I used to control the ship, right, and the systems you, were... You, you were an explorer, Justin, and I like going out and getting in dogfights all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did that, too. Just yeah, when whenever Justin coaxed you back from the center of the galaxy, it's fun. I mean, <laughs> dude, you spent seven days flying back, flying back. Yeah, well, yeah, I spent a whole month flying out. So I mean, I, I figure I made pretty good time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but on the way back, you had all of your jump points figured out. And... No, I didn't. I had I took a completely different route. Uh, I took, I was kind of meandering my way towards the center of the galaxy when I was playing Elite. Uh, when I took the route back, the only you know, the only qualifying thing was I didn't want to jump into systems that had red giants, and I didn't want to jump into white dwarf systems, and that was it. Yeah, white so, dwarfs suck. If you need a, I was trying to remember what it was. And it was a Cy- Cytec X fifty two is the most recommended elite Hotas. 
You can get it on eBay for one twenty five. You if you get it from Amazon, it runs <laughs> about two twenty five. Um, yeah, that's what most people. It's basically it's a thrust, a you know, a throttle control and a joystick with a lot of customizable buttons. Honestly, the best way to play Elite if you're playing it on PC is to have a controller, and for the stuff you don't always need, putting a few things on your number pad is what I did. I had... So, like, I have my landing gear because I wasn't using it all the time um, on my number pad, and then I had, um, like, the toggle for chat to get me started because I wasn't going to type with a fucking controller. Right. On the keyboard, and then I think I had Jettison Cargo on my keyboard. And then everything else I had mapped to a controller because it is weird flying with a mouse and keyboard. I will tell you that much. It's yeah. really cumbersome and a little bit too, like, okay, I'm not going to go in deep with Elite. Yeah. But once you understand how to fly without flight assist, um, that's feels impossible on a mouse and keyboard. I'm going to say that much. It's pretty much impossible to do. Like, once you've, you once have to really once, figure it out. It takes a while of, of flying, but basically what that means is that you are, think if you remember Battlestar Galactica, and you remember how they could fly their ships backwards by flipping around the nose? Yes. That's what it does. It's just whatever direction your inertia is taking you, you now turned off all the thrusters that balanced your ship out, which means you can use your control thrusters to reorient yourself while you're going in a certain direction so that you can flip around and shoot at the ship shooting at you or completely like go over the top of them or fly in really weird directions. It goes from flight simulator physics to Newtonian physics is what it is. And it's fucking badass. And there's no can... there is no flight sim out there that does it like they do. Well, no, oh. no, no flight sim game the way that they do it. No, but Newtonian physics is it's difficult to wrap your head around because you have to realize that um, if you want to stop, you have to thrust in the, uh, in an opposite direction. I mean, if you if you're uh, familiar physics. with um, if you've watched The Expanse, for instance, they do uh, they go into like ship physics a lot. Uh, you know, how you can fly from one end of the solar system to the other, but halfway, you know, at the halfway point, you have to flip the ship the other way, look where you were going and burn in the opposite direction to be able to slow down once you get to the, uh, to the point where you're trying to go to. So the, uh, the flip burn is, you know, is what you were talking about. Well, it's, again, it's just once you start to get it, like, it's pretty addictive. Like, even... I got so confident in my ability with that game where I was taking these haulers, essentially, right? Was it, like, the Type L or whatever? Uh, no, there's... The Space there's, Bus. Oh, there's there's Type 6, Type 7. Yeah, it's the Type 6, right? Yeah. And I got to a point where I felt confident where if it wasn't an Anaconda, I could, without flight assist, outmaneuver most of the AI pilots and kill them with my type six and its shitty guns just because I knew how to get behind them pretty easy. It slow to turn, but not really because you just turn off flight assist and use your thrusters in weird ways to get around things. Yeah. It just, anyways, it's fun times. Yeah. Watch some videos on people 
flying without flight assist on Elite Dangerous, and it's the gameplay is just there are parts of that game that are boring as fuck, but there are parts about that game that get it so right that when you're in a mood for a sim, it just there's nothing else like it. Yeah. And that brings me to a quick point. So I was really excited for that new expansion for uh, Elite Dangerous. Uh, they just announced this week that it's getting delayed. They're going to do an alpha for PC in early April. Mm-hmm. And then late April, May, somewhere in there, they said late spring is when they're going to release the full version of that expansion. It's a full $40 expansion. Um, and then if you're playing it on console, Nimp, um, <laughs> it's going to come out in August. So, Nimp, I'm going to need you to form on my wing on PC at some point. Yes, please. Uh, so I can have an Elite Dangerous buddy. But, um, yeah, Elite Dangerous is still good. It's still relevant. And like we were talking about last week, uh, what the hell is that name of that game that's never coming out? Oh, Star Citizen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the game that never will release. That game can still <laughs> eat a bag of infected cocks because <laughs> Elite Dangerous is still the space game. Like, it is a different... It's a different feel from something like No Man's Sky. It's a different experience. Uh, but you're not going to get anything else like it. And like I said, if you want something that's just going to last you through the winter, that's a game that could last you years if you got that deep into it. Yeah. You could do quite a bit with that game. Perfect podcast game. Perfect. If you want to have a, you want to be a space trucker, you want to be a dogfighter, you want to. Be an explorer. Yeah. There's just all sorts of things going on. Dude, they do all kinds of fucking, you know, awesome shit. Like. I mean, and it's so much, it, it continue. they continue to work on it and they're doing so much, so much good work on it. I mean, if it's so much more, there's so much more depth to what you can do and what you can get involved in now. Um, like it feels like a new game. Like I was just watching, like getting started in 2020, which is what I was watching. I didn't find a 2021 video yet, but right. Like, even what was new last year was quite a bit different than what I was playing before. Oh yeah. I mean... Since we stopped playing, you know, two or three years ago, honestly, yeah, regularly, it was, uh, I mean, the Thargoids have attacked and are fucking interdicting people and doing all kinds of shit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite a bit new to that game, but one of the, you know, the, the sandbox games, the true sandbox games are, you know, exactly what you make it. And that is as close to a sandbox as you can get with, you know, with a, um, <clears throat> with a, with systems in place to kind of direct you in a direction. Um, it's not EVE Online sandbox where basically everything is player driven, but it's close enough. Well, and you're afraid of other people being pirates and assholes like just the single player mode is just as good as the multiplayer mode right and the single player actually kind of takes the the stuff that's happening in multiplayer and applies it to a single player space so that you don't end up running into people you end up running into npcs that being said do you think it's about time we take a break sure all right guys we'll be back
come yeah. back with some energy. We're back. We're back, motherfuckers. Okay. There we go. Um, we are back. After much needed break and uh, feeding rusty waffles. I needed a waffle. <laughs> it was a good waffle. That was a chuffle. A chuffle. Cheese waffles. Cheese. Oh, is, okay. I was wondering what the fuck you were talking about. I was like, what the fuck is a chuffle? It's a waffle it's, made with cheese. It's like chuffle. Awful. Oh, and it was actually not an awful waffle. Um, <laughs> yeah. I gave you guys the recipe early on. It was. Really it was. Good. It was very much not a blue waffle. Soup. Uh, and you expected terrible. it. You're fucking. Ver- don't bring yeah. that back. Go out. Leave now. Bye. See hey, you later. Um, <laughs> it didn't taste like cheese to you, right? No, it didn't actually taste like cheese. Uh, but the cheese actually did did wonders for making a crispy crust, which is the reason it, you use mozzarella, especially like the low fat mozzarella, is because it. Absorbs the flavor of everything around it. Yes, that's what mozzarella does. I mean, it's it's it's. I've made it with cheddar, and it definitely tastes like a cheddar waffle. It's food glue. Um, that's it, basically what it is. Yes, uh, it is. Actually, was surprising. I didn't expect it to uh, uh, to to work the well, as well as it did, but it worked really well. So now I'm thinking about getting a, another unitasker for my kitchen. Thank you very much, you asshole. Hey, ten dollar waffle iron ain't a bad investment. Mm, I'm, mm, but you only make waffles with it, so no, you don't. You make other things. Once you go down that rabbit hole, oh God, here we go. Um, the pizza chuffle. Oh, there's that. Many the pizzas. Only, one of the only reasons why I would even consider it is because when you're on uh, on keto or low carb, you have a serious lack of handles. Yep. I made a chicken sandwich <laughs> with it. It was a chicken and waffle sandwich. Right. You just have nothing that you can use as handles. Normally, you're looking for a, a sandwich that is, you know, and you are you have bread as the handles, the you know, just to keep everything together. So making a couple uh, couple waffles as handles, is, I mean, I mean, it's just delicious. Yeah, no, like I said, chicken and waffle sandwich was pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, it was a grilled chicken sandwich, right? I put mayo on the thing. I know that sounds weird. Doesn't matter. But I didn't have cinnamon or vanilla in it, it's... and so it just tasted like bread. And and I know there's keto bread out there, but, I mean, if you buy it from the store, it's going to have carbs in it. Uh, and if if you make it, I mean, I've seen some of the recipes, and holy shit. There's a lot uh, involved there. You you have to like fluff egg whites, and I'm not fluffing anything. Um. <laughs> Telling you the the waffle, the waffle chicken sand, the chicken and waffle sandwich is pretty bomb. It's a uh, it's on the radar now. That's what I'll say. Be good, but good suit. Waffles aside, um, we wanted to get back on track with some video games, and. Um, just kind of going through some things. Uh, we've talked a lot about Cyberpunk. And we've talked a lot about our Game of the Year. Expect that to be talked about on our Game of the Year and expect us to not parrot everything that's on the fucking internet uh, because we didn't play it on your shitty console. So moving on. Right. Um, we do have a Game of the Year thing coming out. We had a long discussion about this. Well, I say long. We were talking back and forth a little bit. And Jason was kind enough to go through and get every release from this year. <laughs> And 
we realized that we played a lot of old games this year. <laughs> um, I think I only beat five titles from this year, <laughs> and maybe three of those end up on my list. I think I, I'm pretty close to the same number. Uh, I had a couple different games, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close to the same number. I think... Maybe over the course of this week, we might discuss kind of what our categories are. Or maybe we make a podcast that we talk about, like, how that all works and we gather all the titles together. Like, that could be a thing where you can actually, in a way, go behind the scenes and still kind of get things together for that final episode. Yeah. it's And it's... We do ours differently than a lot of places. Um, and it's not that every game sucked last year. It's just that not every game really had enough oomph. Well, there was some games that was supposed to come out, but ended up getting delayed because of COVID, of course. Um, there was, I mean, if you look back at, you know, at the last years for the podcasts, you, you'll realize that there's there's been large dry spells where I'm like, there really isn't any new games to play. And I played fucking Final Fantasy fourteen an MMO that I played before. I uh, went back and played Destiny for like what fucking two months, um, and there was uh, just a long period of time where you you just had to f- fill the void with whatever you had, and that meant sometimes going back to old games, uh, or replaying, or fucking just getting sucked into something because it sucked. Everything sucked about last year, so <laughs> well, I'm just. <laughs> Thinking about, like, things that we played, like, if I go back a few episodes, I'm just going to go 438, which is October, right? Yeah. And I click on this episode. We were talking about Remnant, an old game. Windbound, that was a new release. Dungeon the Endless, an old game. Outer Worlds, old game. Right. Right. Yep. I go back. I'm just going to scroll to page two of season 11 here. We're going to go to Corgi Forkin, which was in July. What were we talking about in July? Oh, my God. That was... Uh... Ark, Stardew Valley, Pokemon Go. Le- oh, wait. That's a, that's a really old episode. Wow. Yeah. July of 2016. Yeah. You're... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really old, dude. I went to page eight. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, we didn't talk about Ark this year, did we? <laughs> I mean, might as well. I mean... It's still fucking, like, I still want to play that fucking game. There's a couple Here, of start of the pandemic, it was toilet paper sandwiches. Um, Monster Hunter Iceborne, old game. Void Bastards, I guess that was that released last year. Yeah. Or 2019, not last year. Wilson, which never made it. And Ori and the Will-O-Wisps. And that's one of the games that I finished this year. So that's what I'm saying, like... We're going to have a really short list, so we're going to have to talk about what we actually played. And we kind of are going to all kind of go through what we were playing to give you guys a better idea of what was worth it this year. Like, what did I'm going to tell you right now that, like, XCOM Chimera Squad doesn't really fall into XCOM territory on any size, shape, or form, right? Yeah, no. It just... Did not hit enough marks. Gears Tactics and is decent. And it was decent. on rails. Yeah, it was very much on rails. Like, part of the magic of XCOM is the fact that XCOM is a randomized map with characters that you build from scratch, that you dictate their classes. It's it's not that. Yeah. So, just 
be prepared for a different episode. And I think we may, yeah, look, here's another episode. The, here's only one. There's two new games on here. Battletech's old. Grand Theft Auto V is old. Final Fantasy XIV is old. Terraria is old. And then the only new games we played on this episode, which was back in May, was Chimera Squad and Atomicrops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been, that was this, last this year, year was, was a struggle. Yeah, this last year was really fucking, was really bad. Uh, I mean, if it gets to the point where I have to, you know, start up an MMO just to entertain myself, you know it's bad. Um, that, that said, Final Fantasy fourteen is, in my opinion, one of the best MMOs available to play. Uh, so if you haven't tried it, give it a go. It's fucking amazing. Um, hours and hours and hours of fun. Um, but the, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a struggle to actually uh, come up with stuff. It's probably not going to be your typical game of the year podcast because we're going to be talking about shit that we used to survive the plague really. Um, well, and really, I think kind of. Everybody, everybody's is. I mean, they're. I don't know. Lists. I heard one. I heard one of the game of the year podcast were like, "We're going to go through eighty titles." It's like, describe to me what you, did you literally just pick up everything that came out on Steam and Nintendo eShop? Well, because like, there's not eighty contenders for game of the year. There's. I mean, I can say that there's probably about eighty titles that came out, um, but. Is it, you know, are they the same flavor that we normally play? Is it something that we were interested in or, or we were forced to? And the other thing is, is that even though the, uh, the pandemic was a big thing for 2020 and it, you know, caused a lot of lockdowns and a lot of bullshit, we all continued to work, which was another, you know, another thing. So it's not like we had infinite time. Some people did. Um, have extra time to play games, and that's and and that is, you know, that could factor into the availability of you know extra titles and you know searching around for shit. But when even when I had time to actually play games, I didn't want to play some fucking random little fucking game or um or every little release that came out just to say that I played it. Uh, it's got to grab me before I actually play it. And, yeah, and uh, I think you're going to hear us talk about, like, I was even thinking about this, like, Watch Dogs Legion, I haven't touched enough for me to talk about it on the show. Right. And I still want to play it and finish it, but because I didn't, I'm not going to force myself to go through it right away just to finish it for the show. Right. And I'm just going to say that, like, I think Valhalla's pretty fucking solid, but it's a huge-ass game. And... I just didn't find myself going towards that type of game. I think Cyberpunk fit a nice little pocket of about, 50, for me, about 55, 60 hours that I was able to stay engaged with and haul ass through. And uh, I guess that's not really hauling ass at 60 hours. Yeah. It, but I mean, it's, it, but it was, it kept I mean, pushing itself forward enough. That is pretty quick for Cyberpunk, just saying. No, it's just because we're used to CD Projekt Red release in really long games like fucking 90 hour 100 hour long epics um speaking of cyberpunk though um they've got some more patches and dlcs coming out like many dlcs and i think 
a lot of those are slated for second half of this year. Yeah, the um, I heard some people commenting on this, and I don't totally disagree. There's not a lot of different. There's different ways to play the game, but the story doesn't change, and the order doesn't change. Right. And so it'd have to be a pretty significant DLC for me to really want to go back through that. No, well, there's there's a couple things that um, like I might want to try a different build. I'm uh, I I had said that I was going to go I had through a no build. I was going to go through and do a melee build, uh, like a, a, a samurai style build. Um, and that's fine, but I'm not going to uh, go into it right away. I had said before, I'm going to wait for them to uh, to put out some of the patches, you know, fix some of the shit. And they did have a kind of like a, a video blog, you know, release where they did apologize for the for the state of the game on the uh, uh, on the last gen on consoles, the... uh, and then kind of give a rough, uh, it, it's a really rough, very vague roadmap as to what <clears throat> they want to do with the game. Uh, and I know that one of the things that they had said they were going to do was uh, multiplayer. And I, and I, I want to basically, you know, come out and say the game doesn't need multiplayer. Fucking take all of the resources that you, you know, you were going to put in towards multiplayer. And move it towards, you know, an expansion. Add it, uh, adding to that game somehow, you know, a- adding more <clears throat> to the game or fixing the fucking game enough to be, you know, get rid of a lot of the the bullshit bugs that you know a lot of people have been experiencing. I mean, I I want to look at my character and not have my junk come through the fucking you know zipper. Um, Things of that Where's nature. your sense of adventure? Hey, I thought some of those fucking bugs were funny as fuck. Uh, and I took a, a fairly lighthearted approach to it. I mean, sure, there were some bugs. I did have a couple crashes. It was not like I didn't get mad at the game like a lot of people did. I did. Week one, I had some significant crash issues with their AMD support. Right. Um, that did get better over time. Um, but after I got past that hump, um, really did see what was behind the scenes. And again, I don't like to bandwagon on stuff. Like I said, I felt like that happened in No Man's Sky and some of that was justified. It was a kind of an empty game when it started, but well, has infinitely gotten better over the years. No Man's Sky was a little bit of a different situation where he like basically flat out lied. Um, whereas Cyberpunk actually... Promised a lot of things that weren't necessarily fully realized. Um, really, so, it just didn't run on your base consoles well, for last gen. That's really what was, happened. There was a lot of stuff that you know, was supposed to be in Cyberpunk that never actually made it in fully. Well, maybe I just never saw that because all I expected was a Cyberpunk story. Right. And and I had not actually watched any of the like the developer videos or anything because I didn't want a I didn't want any spoilers and B I didn't want to overhype myself for the game. I just said this is gonna be a fairly decent game from a, a developer that has done decent games in the past. I'm gonna play it. You know, and that was that was the approach that I took. And I guess that tempering of expectations allowed me to enjoy the game more than some people who maybe had gotten overhyped by, you know, some of the news. Anywho, um, just look forward to, uh, they're going to continue actually working on it. Of course, they've already got your money if you already per- uh, purchased it and didn't return it. Uh, so uh, they're going to be doing a lot of 
you know, fixes and then DLCs will be coming later. Probably the uh, latter half of this year is going to be where the DLCs happen. So in other pretty big news, um, there is a new open world Star Wars game. It says from Ubisoft in partnership <laughs> with a new studio. And what would that new studio be? Uh, the well, then there's there's a lot of stuff going on about Star Wars games at the moment. And if you follow a lot of well, I don't know who it changed, but I saw so and so changed their name to Lucasfilm Games. So Lucasfilm uh, Lucasfilm Games is now a thing again, which. Probably has been on the back burner since the Super Nintendo days. Well, no, no, because it originally Lucasfilm Games is what they rebranded to Lucas Arts, and then Disney did away with Lucas Arts and handed over all the video game rights to EA. But now it's not EA anymore. But now it's not EA anymore because Disney has relaunched. Lucasfilm Games. Lucasfilm Games. So there's, there's it's f- being done by a lot of the people behind the division. Um, was it? Yeah, for so one of them. Yeah. So the director behind the division two and the crew, Julian Girardi, is going to serve as the game's creative de- uh, director. This for, is from a Wired story for the Ubi uh, for the Ubisoft game. Yeah, well, it's Ubi in partnership with Lucasfilm. Okay, now Lucas Games or whatever. Now that's that's all being you know is all well and good, but you have to remember uh, there was a uh, a big thing from just previous years you know, that EA had an exclusive contract with uh, with you know the Star Wars franchises, and that was why people were so disappointed with you know some of the EA games that came out using the Star Wars license being total shit. Like Battlefront Two, for instance, uh, having the issues that it did when it first launched, uh, there was uh, worry that EA was going to drive the Star Wars brand into the ground in, in the game space. Um, now you're hearing news that Ubisoft is actually, you know, making a Star Wars game, which then kind of flies into the face of I thought EA had exclusivity on it. So, uh, so EA actually placed or uh, tweeted, "We continue to look forward to making more, you know, Star Wars games. We're not stopping making Star Wars games, you know, you know, and, and basically trying to head that off, but didn't necessarily say that the exclusivity deal is still on with EA. So there's questions as to whether or not." The uh, Disney is going to drop EA fairly soon, and this is the first whispers of, you know, of a change in the exclusivity deal. I'd be glad to get away from uh, the genericness of EA into something that's a little bit like Ubi. Is kind of hit and miss sometimes, but the only Ubi- problem I have with Ubisoft is that they need to make a change to how they do their core gameplay loops because it seems like every game is just a recycled version of the same loop. Yeah, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed have some definite similarities, as does Far Cry. Right. So, <laughs> like, there's some interchangeability between all of them. Yeah, right. And um, if, as long as they can innovate in, in in a different way, then, you know, 
I just don't want to jump into an, uh, a Star Wars open world game and have to climb a tower to rela- uh, to open up the map. But <laughs> Division did a pretty decent job of their stuff. I honestly really like the Division. It's just you play it. It's such a long game. Like after a while, it wears it wears at its welcome. Well, the that's, I mean, Jason's probably put four hundred hours into the Vision franchise at this point. Yep. But that's that's pretty much any games as a service style game, though. I mean, you uh, they build the games to try to keep people, you know, engaged in the game, which means that most of it is a slow burn. Uh, so well, you get through the story, and then you have a large really tedious, long fucking grind with a lot of RNG involved. So moving along with the Lucas franchise, um, guess who's doing the Indiana Jones game? Um, isn't that the... Um, oh, God. Uh, is it the same same developers that did fucking um, uh, Wolfenstein? Yes, it's Machine Games. Machine Games, yes. And Machine Games, aside from the Sisters game that came out. The... Yeah. Yeah. Which really... We could try that in co-op, but it's yeah. I, if you find it for five bucks, sometime we can try it. Just look at the pretty graphics. Young Bloods, yeah. isn't that on Game Pass? Oh, it might be. You want to fire it up and try it out? Uh, maybe. I I heard really shit fucking things about it. I watched a lot of really shit gameplay, and um, uh, I have it on Steam. Trent got it for my birthday, thinking it. You know, again, Machine Games at that point had done no wrong, and that game just wasn't really playable single player i mean i i'd watched but i'd watched a streamer that had uh i mean he had people from his stream actually he got a few uh like pre-release uh keys gave it to you know some of his like vip you know buddies in uh in the uh, stream to get people to play with him during a pre-release uh thing of a event and you could tell it was a sponsored thing and he was getting you know paid to play it for sure but you could tell from the look on his face he was not having it <laughs> and as soon as the stream was over he's like that was the worst that was the worst sponsor spot i've ever done <laughs> well i'm just saying i don't know what the state of the game is now i know there was a lot of issue technical issues with that one but it just it's really hard to play that one single player. Um, I see. It looks like it's on PC Game Pass. I'll confirm before you leave, just right. as a curiosity. I thought it was. I, I thought I'd saw it on. I might download point. it overnight and then maybe fire up a level and see if it's worth a damn. I mean, for the price of we've already got the subscription for it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but that being said, um, that's the only thing they've done wrong because the Wolfenstein titles they've put out so far are fucking top notch. I. I didn't thoroughly. Mind yeah, I didn't mind them at all. I wouldn't. It wouldn't have done mind like games that I really want to play again at some point. Like I really like like the Wolfenstein games. Uh, there is very little, uh, very there, little wrong with them. There, there's very few first-person shooters that allow you to use two automatic shotguns at the same time and have like that feeling of just like badassery. So that and some of the, the the melee kills, like from the DLC, was using a fucking rusty pipe. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty brutal. I 
there's watch some, that blood splurt. Right. There's there's some good things about those games. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, it doesn't turn into be a, a shit show. Um, but an Indiana Jones game, you have to wonder: is that going to be like a first person game? Is that going to be a Tomb Raider style game? I mean, Tomb Raider was really like. Tomb Raider was born I, from the Indiana Jones idea, right? Kind of actually, like, yeah. Uncharted more so, but yeah, yeah Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted took the action scenes from uh, from yeah. that, uh, and then you know, some of the later uh, Tomb Raider games also took some of the action scenes from uh, from Indiana Jones, where it was kind of over the top, uh, fucking temples falling down and shit like that, right? Yeah, um, but. Well, that's just it. Tomb Raider is basically based off of that opening scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. And then uh, the Uncharted series is like the whole Indiana Jones movie franchise. The the <laughs> as a video game. The you know, driving away from fucking enemy, you know, enemy tanks as and doing like fucking action scene fighting on top of tanks and shit like that while yeah. we're driving down the road. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's the that's the over that, the top. That's shit. like the comparison there. So yeah, that's that you know, it's remains to be seen because it's just a title right now. It's just like we're making an Indiana Jones game. It could be literally anything. Um, yeah, and I was, well, it, we keep, you also keep in mind too, that EA had nine different games that they announced at one point for the Star Wars franchise Yeah, in the last, you know, 10 years or whatever it is since Disney turned it over. Right. That have failed to start. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't they, know. I just kind of. got failure to launch problem. We want. Uh, we want a good Star Wars game. Like, I mean, Star uh, Squadrons is yeah, maybe good, and it may have like gotten rid but of. That's a aspect of Star Wars, right? We want a full on. I mean, I'm a Star Wars Galaxies kid. Like, I've played Star Wars Galaxies, where it was basically you made your own fucking story, right? You know, so that was. I want enough another one of those style open world games where you well, can just kind of do which, whatever you want. If you want to play an old game, um, Fallout New Vegas had a huge mod that has released play. I looks like it's through Steam, but it's a is that the new California mod? Um, kind of, yeah. It's I don't know if it's tied to that. I forgot. It's called Fallout New Vegas New Frontier. Okay, it's a 19 gigabyte mod. Wow. Um, So what it's supposed to – basically, you have to have New Vegas, right, because it's a mod. But they said three new quest lines, which run about 15 hours each, except for the new California Republic quest line, which can take up to 35 hours to finish. Wow. Okay. It's been in development for seven years. That sounds a lot like the new California mod. I'm wondering if it is the new California mod. Or maybe it's just like they they rolled their mod into uh, some of the other – uh, the, the new California mod was having some trouble last time I checked because of the amount of people it was taking and him getting – he's not paying anybody for it, right? So right. was trying to get developers to join him with this. Yeah. Um, Might be just, just a roll through. I'm not sure. I haven't actually looked into it. But it, that's what it sounds like is what they did is just rolled that into other mods that added additional you know, 
uh, quests. And as long as the systems are compatible and they're using the same engine, it should be fine. Yeah. Um, obviously should run on even a potato at this point. Arguably the best um, Fallout game to date is New Vegas. Um, In your opinion. And the opinions of many others. Hey, I liked it. Um, it was beautifully buggy. <laughs> but yeah, um, right. if you want to check that out, I mean, like I said, we'll run on anything. <coughs> Isn't going to nut next gen, but if you need a crazy long COVID game, <laughs> you probably get New Vegas for next to nothing if you don't have it at this point on PC. Yep. I don't have a whole lot else. Did either of you guys have anything else? I don't think you, you, know, uh, you hit all of the major points that I was going to do. Um, Jason, did you have anything? Nope. Oh, shit. I mean, you kind of hit all the highlights, dude. There's like a, a new Pokemon Snap that's coming out for uh, for Switch. That's uh, that's slated to you know for release in uh, at the end of April. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is coming back. Uh, so the Scott Pilgrim uh, video game that was removed some time ago. That was only available as a digital release. Um, previously was completely pulled from the internet uh, where you couldn't get it bef- uh, again. And that started the conversation about preser- uh, uh, game preservation and uh, in an all digital format. Um, it is actually coming back fairly soon and will be, uh, will have a limited run of a physical copy so that you can, uh, you can archive it if you want to. Um, fairly decent game, I guess. Uh, a little beat em up. Um, let's see. Uh, next week will be uh, Resident Evil Showcase, where they'll be uh, uh, detailing some new inf- uh, information about Resident Evil Village. Um, I guess some gameplay will be shown, but that'll be all next week. Uh, let's see. That's pretty much what I had uh oh um if you're still following this Hogwarts legacy is now into next year so if you were looking to play like that game you're gonna be waiting and that's probably a good thing because people have to I guess forget that JK Rowling as a <laughs> Uh, you know, the name behind, or the name shit behind it, I guess. I didn't get into that, but basically it's just, it's just a game that's, uh, another game that's been pushed out. A lot of games have been pushed out to 2022. Um, as shit just keeps getting worse and worse. But Jason's about to sleep over there on the fucking microphone. He'll be drooling on it soon, so we better end the show. So Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TheRealTiltCast. Search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Rate us and review us. Find some friends of the show. you got Picking Up the Pixels. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got NoQuarters.net. You've got BMFCast.com. You've got Cabbage, GBG with Trent. And you've got TVGP. TV. They play games on Steam. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.